Welcome back, everybody, to the Bears 24-7 podcast where we cover the Bears' upcoming games, recap the games, and talk about the new roster moves. Today, we're going to be recapping the Colts game, which the Bears uh, lost in a really ugly fashion for the most part. Uh, now, now, who's to blame for this loss? And I would say Matt Nagy uh, is not to completely blame, as there was some, like, Poor play on the offense, but I think he should, you know, be a main factor of why we lost. I just feel like he needs to turn the play calling over to Laser, or at least have second opinion on the play calling or something. Because I mean, his play calling was really hard to watch, and it was just like pathetic. Honestly, like third and seventeen, I remember. I get that we were trying to give. I think we were trying to just give O'Donnell a little bit more room to punt, uh, whatever. But it just, I don't know, man. It was third and seventeen. A screen pass to fifty-five-year-old Ted Ginn Jr. I didn't like the play call at all, but uh, it was kind of like that the whole game. It's been like that ever since he's been a coach here. I just feel like his play calling has been really subpar at best. I just he 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 uh his situational play calling is very bad. I would say, um, he just doesn't know when to call certain plays. Like on third and one, he called an absolute shot to I think it was uh yeah David Montgomery on the sideline. I, I don't know why he doesn't call that on a first down instead of running the ball up the middle there, which he should be doing on a third down. Uh, and I just don't understand some of his play calling. I'm not laying the whole game on him. Obviously, Nick Foles with a few throws. O-line got embarrassed. It looked like little kids out there. Uh, it was just, you know, overall, not a great game. I think part of it has to do with Nick Foles just being on the roster. So now we have to completely change our ways of playing kind of because – Nick Foles doesn't have those wheels. Nick Foles likes to go with a shotgun more than Trubisky did. So it kind of makes our run game a little less effective because uh, Montgomery doesn't, isn't coming full speed towards the ball now and he's getting it. I just feel it's going to take a little bit for us to get used to it. Once we get used to it, I think we're going to be set for the rest of the year. I think we will be either a wild card spot or possibly win this division. But, I mean, this Packers team looks – as good as this, any team in the league right now. So that's going to be, a, I think, a wild card spot is what we best have here unless we can beat the Packers and Packers lose a few games and uh, we play really good. I do see us losing a, a few more games this season, maybe uh, Thursday night also. So, yeah. But let's jump into talking about the quarterback situation here with Foles Trubisky. First of all, if anybody ever says that Foles had a bad game, sort of. Sort of. Not really, though. Foles missed a few throws that, I mean, could have gone, you know, could have been big. I think he missed one to Harris on the, like, 10-yard line, threw it behind him. I think that has a lot to do with um, not knowing your receivers very well and just not understanding, you know, because, like, you can talk to them all you want, but when you're in-game, fatigue hits in, all this hits in. It's really hard to just, like, when you haven't been playing with them for multiple years, like Trubisky has, not not Harris, obviously, but like other people. He missed multiple throws, but I don't think anybody should be panicking saying Trubisky needs to come back in because that is completely wrong. Please, we do not need Trubisky back right now. Trubisky can come back if Foles has bad weeks, week in and week out. But right now, Foles looked pretty good out there, completing passes, and what I love to see is him going through progressions and finding the open receiver instead of locking onto one guy and just going within the entire route. And... Foles can read a defense, which is Trubisky's biggest weakness, I would say. Because Trubisky had a good head on his shoulders, you know. He was really – he's confident. He just he just could not read a defense and really struggled focusing on just more than one receiver. So I think if Foles has 
a few bad weeks coming up. I could see Trubisky getting back in there, but I right now it's Foles' team. I I, I was saying there's no way you could possibly say to give the keys back to Trubisky. I mean, it's Foles' team right now. Give him this week against the Bucks, which sucks. It's still short preparation, so he still doesn't know his team very well, which is just really unfortunate for him, you know. Uh, and then after this week, the next week after that, uh, I think it's against the Packers. I could be wrong, actually. I'm not for sure yet. Uh, actually, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, but still, that's going to be the biggest test. I think it's the Panthers. That's going to be the biggest test of, um, Foles yet, and that's when we're really going to see, because this game against the Colts, you know, just getting on the team, not his fault at all. Uh, I mean, kind of his fault. I missed a few throws, but I would say bad play calling was a big reason. I don't think Nagy is going to get fired either, but I also think this Buccaneers game is going to be hard, really good defense, um, a short time in between games, so hopefully, you know, Foles can be Foles and just be clutch like he always has been. And then if he struggles the next week against the Panthers, I don't know what to say. Maybe Trubisky needs to get that spot back. Uh, yeah, that's all I got for like Foles and Trubisky. Now, back on to Nagy, I feel like Nagy needs to give the keys a laser for maybe a quarter, you know, maybe the first quarter because it's not like we ever score in the first quarter, anyways, so it doesn't really matter. All right, we can give, you know, Laser the keys, and I'm pretty sure that'll really help our offense. If Bill Laser could just call plays, that actually makes sense, which is what Nagy completely fails at doing, is calling plays that actually make sense. I don't understand most of his play calling. Um, I don't know. It worked back in 2018, but it doesn't work anymore, man, and he, I don't know. I like Nagy a lot. I think he's a good head coach. I think he's a very below-average uh, play caller. That's why I think we need to give Bill Lazor or somebody else the keys to the offense for a little bit. See how that goes. If nothing changes, then I guess the Nagy do it. Uh, but yeah, right now I think Lazor really needs to get the keys because even if he struggles a little bit, like Nagy has been through the past two years, uh, our defense has been pretty darn good this year. I think we're second in pass offense or run. I can't tell which I. I think it's second and run defense. Pretty good in the past. Jalen Johnson looks like a like a pro bowler in his first year, almost. Uh, a candidate for defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I call it out of college. I just think he's really good uh, cornerback. And he's got burned a few times. But, again, rookie, not as much preparation as most rookies would usually get. Don't blame that on him completely. Uh, but, our, yeah, our defense this year has been really good. Still would love to see Robert Quinn. Getting a lot, a lot more snaps than he is. I see. I mean, Mingo is pretty good, but I'd like Mingo more in Gervathan's spot because Gervathan's been struggling. Maybe uh, Iggy needs to be there. I can't say his last name, so I'll call him that. He needs to be there. I just think somebody needs to sub in Gervathan, Gervathan more. Maybe move Mingo there. Let Quinn get some more snaps. I'm a big Quinn guy. I think Mac and Quinn off the edge is nasty. I just think that's insane. Like two of the best DNs in the league just going at you. I guess they're both linebackers now, but still pretty much DNs. It's it'd be nasty having both of them there. I mean, you can't double T one of them because then you just leave a solo against the other guy. And, you know, I guess you do that against Quinn because Quinn's not as powerful as Mac. But Mac, I think, needs, I mean, he's been dominant, really getting a good push. He gets held every single play. But I saw a play, Keem Hicks got in there, or no, it was Robert Quinn. He was getting held so bad, and they completed like a 30, 40 yard pass. And I just think that we get disrespected with calls a lot this season. The refereeing I've been seeing is absolutely horrible. I, I, mean, I mean, it's just been really, really bad. The, the entire refing, whatever, it's just been really sad. And 
I mean, it's just like we don't get every any call. Like, I think Pat O'Donnell got hit pretty hard. Uh, his foot did, which doesn't. It's not usually it shouldn't be a call, but it's been called against multiple people I've seen this year. And I, he needs to get that call. Like when Cohen got the ACL, I don't think he was pushed. I think it was just a dirty hit. Uh, we we just got really unlucky with calls this year, and I mean, we can't do much about it. But I just uh, I think our defense would be even better if we got a few calls. Um. And Roquan Smith this year is almost picking up for Trevathan Slack, except Trevathan can't cover at all. But uh, uh, Roquan Smith has been uh, downright one of the best linebackers in the league this year. He's everywhere, coast to coast. He's everywhere on the field at once, and it's amazing to watch. He's so fast, so strong, such a good tackler. He's so fun to watch out there. And, uh, you know, Mack missed a few tackles, but he's always there. I think he had like 15 tackles last uh, last week. I'm going to check, actually. Uh, but, yeah, he's been really good. His coverage has gotten better, and he's just overall been a lot better. Yeah, he had uh, 13 tackles last week, five against the Falcons and eight against the Giants. I mean, he's been really good. If he keeps – he already has 33 tackles this season. If he keeps this up, record setting, man. I mean, he has been all over the field, everywhere, and he's so – fun to watch. I think he's definitely a pro bowler so far. I think he will continue this, so I think he'll be a pro bowler. And call me crazy, but soon, maybe this year, at least next year, I think, uh, I could definitely, definitely see Roquan Smith being an all-pro type player. I mean, he's everywhere. And Darius Leonard, I think, was was he all-pro last year? I think Darius Leonard was all-pro last year. And so, Quinn, uh, Roquan Smith has been about as good as Darius Leonard. I don't know. I don't know Leonard didn't play against the Bears, so I didn't really see him too much. But he's been really good this year. Uh, I, I think all-pro in his future, for sure. Definitely pro Bowl this year, I feel like. Uh, and Jalen Johnson, again, we have some. We have a really good young core on defense. If they can stay healthy, stay together. You know, Kyle Fuller has been – Arguably a top, uh, not even arguably a top five corner this year. Everywhere on the field, I mean, he guards his guy clamps. No one gets past Kyle Fuller. He's a good mentor for Jalen Johnson. They don't really play the same game, but I mean, a great cornerbacking mentor about anybody. So I think Jalen Johnson is going to benefit from that a lot. And having Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, who's kind of short, he sucks in man coverage. Sucks. Uh, Gibson has been everywhere this year. And that's nice to have a guy like that who's just he's he's has a lot of tackles this year and it's been uh hold on he's had a lot of tackles this year and uh, interception is still a game and it's just been really good to see I think he's been better than uh, we had um, what's his name uh, Clinton Dix last year he just kind of was bad for Eddie Jackson I feel like Sean Gibson has 24 tackles so only nine less than Roquan. Uh, that's really nice to have a guy like that. He's he's been a great tackler. Him and Eddie Jackson are great open field tacklers. And Kyle Fuller, Mack missed a few tackles yesterday or uh, Sunday. And I don't know, man. It wasn't Mack. It didn't seem like, but it's whatever. Uh, and I also noticed in the game, uh, we did not run the ball good at all. The running game was absolutely pathetic. It was sad. We had, what was it, four rushing yards in the fourth quarter or something like that? I mean, we could not move the ball. The offensive line should be embarrassed, first of all. Forrest Buckner made them look like 10-year-olds, and so did Dustin Houston on a few plays. But we just need David Montgomery. I mean, he has to to break like the entire team's tackles and then get to the line of scrimmage just so we don't lose any yardage. He's a dog. If he has a good offensive line, top 10 running back in the league. 
He just needs to get – our offensive line needs to block and be men, and they just don't look like they're actually trying out there at all. I also – unless I missed it, I didn't see Artavius Pierce for a single snap, so I was completely wrong. I thought he was going to get a good amount of snaps, actually, uh, just like get him used to the offense, but I guess not. Uh, I would still like to see him out there a few snaps because Cordero Patterson, he just he tries to do too much sometimes. When they do outside runs to him, he needs to go north and south some more. Uh, he's still really good. I just think he needs to go north and south more. He has a huge body, hits hard. He needs to do that bar. But he he was insane on special teams. Picked up for McManus too because McManus is injured, and McManus is amazing. But Cordero Patterson looked great out there also, and it was nice to see. He just hustles down there, makes his tackle. I mean, very very good this year. We also just picked up Lamar Miller, so he's on a practice squad. I'm sure he got called up after this Tampa Bay game. Uh, and so that means Pierce might get sent back down, but I would love to see Lamar Miller using kind of the passing game more, uh, but I don't know. I don't know the significance of him, but it'd be nice to have Lamar Miller uh, running some routes, getting some handoffs, kind of switching it up a little bit. I don't think he'll get much playing time. This is David Montgomery's team now for running back-wise, and uh, so I think it'll stay like that for the rest of uh, the season. And when Tariq Cohen gets back, it'll be a nice uh, nice to have back and uh, – Speaking of offense, Allen Robinson at the end of the game, that gave me a hope. I know they're kind of playing to prevent defense, but if Nagy calls more passing plays, man, I mean, we looked great out there. Uh, Robinson was catching everything. Foles was pulling exactly where he needed to put it, like that touchdown. Robinson mossed that guy. Uh, Foles had a dime of a pass for that. Darnell Mooney, looked. he's been looking amazing this year. Uh, Nick Foles did have some miscommunication with him. Happens with rookies, uh, you know, even with if Trubisky was out there, especially low communication and rookies. Because if you're a veteran, you can deal with these quarterbacks. But when you're a rookie like Darnell Mooney, he's not ready for, you know, type of th- stuff like this. Uh, Jimmy Graham has been an amazing tight end. I'm glad he's been doing good this year. It's making the Packers look like they just were bad. Uh, I hate the Packers. I wish they would have lost last night. Sadly, they didn't. Um, but yeah, our receiving cores looked pretty good this year. Uh, I'd like some, and Tick and Juniors recover, recover on our punts. Uh, I would almost put, I don't know why Cordero Patterson's not doing that. I don't know. I just seems like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, Anthony Miller, that's another one I need to talk about. Struggled, struggled. He could, he has, he, after that first game, I mean, his hands look like they're not even there. He's trying to catch this ball. Like he's trying to just not even catch, it looks like. I mean, he, Nick Foles, we had a great drive going. Who knows? This would have changed the momentum of the game. Miller lays out. Sure, not a great pass. Full. I mean, he needs to at least knock, knock it down. Uh, he goes for it right through his hands. He has to catch that. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with him. I have really high hopes for him. He's one of my favorite players on the team. I think he'll get it. I think he's in his own head right now. I think uh, he needs to get out of his head, obviously. And uh, I think he'll be good after that. I mean, that's just been a main struggle for him. Not ever. I mean, he's always had really good hands, and it's kind of surprising. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, I think I think he's just struggling a lot. It's it's weird. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what we're going to do with him. But other than that, I think the team is going to be all right. A minor setback for a major comeback. That's the plan for the rest of the year for the Bears. Uh, I hope that we keep on uh, just playing. I hope our offense gets – just a lot more uh, usage, uh, like in the past game, and just better play calling. And uh, yeah, other than that, I think that's the end of this podcast. Uh, you guys might be getting another one tomorrow. I might be getting a new podcast with one of my friends tomorrow. Also, I'll update you guys on that on my social medias. You can go to TikTok. It's uh, Bears two four seven 
podcast nine is already taken for some reason. So yeah, go you guys can hit that up. My Twitter is uh, Bears twenty four seven. And uh, other than that, hope you guys have a great day. Go check us out on Spotify. Peace out. Bear done.